Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. Episode 161, I Don't Care. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about sex, love, and commitment. I'm Tony DiLorenzo. And I'm Elisa DiLorenzo. And we are so excited to be behind the microphones this week with you guys. I got to say that this has been an awesome week for reviews on iTunes. Mm, It has been. You're absolutely right. Uh, You guys know that periodically we ask you for, we ask you to give us a shout out because you know, everybody's using iTunes. It's kind of like, you know, Google, you know, it's out there. And so when you guys put those reviews on iTunes and people come searching for marriage, those reviews matter. Mm-hmm. They matter because your honesty lets people know whether or not they should click through and listen to one extraordinary marriage. And they're awesome hugs for us. So we have a couple of them today that we want to share with you. And the first one says, start and finish here. Five stars. This podcast is amazing. Tony and Lisa are real about the ups and downs of marriage. If you need anything or want anything more from your relationship, join the One Extraordinary Marriage family. You won't regret it. And thank you so much, MECOM4. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Because you know what? You guys are part of our family. You guys are. And we believe in that so much that... This isn't just about Elisa and I, but it's about all of you and how each of us can grow in our marriage, how each of us can touch one another, learn, and just have extraordinary marriages. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that reviewer talked about us being real about Mm -hmm. the ups and downs. And the next one that we have um, from Sojourner63 says, Bang, that one word is a great description of this podcast. Tony and Elisa are so open and honest, so transparent and real as they share from their experiences in love and marriage and parenting that just about every episode is like a slap in the face, one that serves to wake the recipient up. Such honesty is rare and as such should be cherished when it is found. This podcast is a wonderful resource for married couples everywhere, regardless of where they are at in their own union. And I love that that reviewer made that comment about regardless of where you are, mm-hmm. because yeah. that's what we try and convey. You can be in, in a bad place. You can be in a good place. You can be in a great place and you're going to find something because we are personally go through all of those different phases, right. sometimes all on the same day. You know, you can just, you have those days where you're like, wow, <laughs> how are we you know, missing out on every single, you know, opportunity to connect or how did we like make use of every single opportunity today? Like we had, you know, the kids were at friends and we got to go on date night and we got, you know, you have those days. Yeah. And so, you know, I love that the transparency is what's coming through, that that's what you guys are picking up on because that is a core value at one extraordinary marriage. Well, in our first book, strip down 13 keys to unlocking intimacy in your marriage. We titled that strip down for that purpose. Cause we want to get naked. We need to get naked in front of each other as husbands and wives. We need to be that way so that we can see each other, that we can fully love one another for who we are. 
And it's it's also a core value of the community. Yeah. That you all are so transparent with one another and that, you know, we don't hide behind these masks. That when there's an issue, you know, stuff that's going on, whether you post it on your Facebook page or you email us, email us at info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com, you're taking off those masks and you're getting real with us. Some of you choose to call in and, and you call in on the listener call in line at 858 eight seven six five six six three and and you share your we did it's and you share how you know we accompany you on your drive your commutes to work you know we get those emails from so many of you that once you find us you download all of the episodes speaking of which there was a, a glitch this week this past yeah and every once episode in a while we, 160. episode 160 every once in a while guys we have a glitch we appreciate your patience with that, and as one um, listener put up on the Facebook page, he said, he, I don't know if it was a she or he, said, this is just good a ep- good opportunity to catch up or re-listen. So we appreciate your patience when we do have those technical difficulties. Um, but, you know, keep them coming. Keep the feedback coming. Keep those emails coming because, you know, that's what propels the show forward. A lot Mm -hmm. of times we use your comments, your suggestions to decide where we're going in in a future episode. Well, and more importantly, it's anonymous now. Mm -hmm. We want to know how we can impact you, how we can help you move through those stages in your own marriage. Where are the hiccups? Where are they coming in? And because it's anonymous, you don't have to worry about it. You know, just send it in. We're going to read it. We're going to answer it. We don't take any judgment. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to judge you. We're here to help you move forward in your marriage so that you can have that sex. You can have that love. You can have that commitment that you so desire. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just don't care anymore, though. Well, and, you know, speaking of questions and comments and things like that, we did get one. Mm -hmm. It's actually a parenting question. That came in this week that I just want to share because it's something that we've dealt with from time to time in our marriage. And before we jump into today's episode, I just want to, I want to put it out there. Um, This listener wrote in and said, you know, I was wondering as I listened to you talk about dealing with your son's situations and his reticence, do you guys find the children respond better to one of you or the other based on gender? It seems that way in my house. And I wonder if it's quote universal. My son and I butt heads while my daughter and I are generally more civil. The reverse is also true. My daughter sends my wife up a wall all the time, but she's usually more able to connect with my son instead of fight with him. I find it curious. You know, I wish there was a simple like yes and no to this. Um, Sometimes my son and I go round and round and round and other times it's, you know, my daughter and I, and the same thing is true for Tony. Um, And we've taken really the tag team approach on this. Because when it's Alex and I going head to head, and if we're, if we're the two that are just banging heads, Alisa usually will just step in and go, get out of here, Tony, let me handle this, and vice versa. And so what we do is we just go, okay, who is the better parent at this moment to reach our children that can sort of break through what might be going on in their own minds and help them through the issue. So instead of Elisa and I looking at each other as like, well, I'm the only one who can handle my son or I'm the only one who can handle my daughter. 
we look at it as a it's a tag team. Think about, you know, for some of you who are as old as I am, remember WWF wrestling. I mean, the, the highlight of WWF wrestling, in my opinion, were the tag teams. Like the British Bulldogs and you had all these other guys, especially even like when Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant had one. Good stuff. And those of you who know what I'm talking I mean, about. I know who all those people are. I had no idea when I brought this question up that we were going to digress into WWF wrestling. No, but here's <laughs> the thing that I love about tag teams. And if you remember those days, and I haven't watched any of the newer stuff, but those days when your partner was down, you know, his whole thing was he was he was reaching. He was trying to get his teammate in the ring so he could get out and get a rest. And sometimes in our marriage, that's what we got to do. We got to do the tag because we're struggling on being able to keep our cool, being able to impact our child that we need to tag out. And we, and we need to be able to go, I'm tagging you, honey, because I'm not getting through right now. Mm-hmm. And it may be something you guys need to do for, you know, there has to be an actual physical tag that allows you guys to know that tag I'm out of this Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be able to reach our child right now. I'm getting frustrated. I'm starting to get angry. I can feel my temperature rising and I need to tag out. And I think at least when I do that many a times, sometimes it doesn't happen. It it honestly doesn't because you're in the ring and you're like, no, I'm going to beat this dude. I'm going to win. And inevitably you get the the three count and you're done and you lose for the team. But just something for you, you folks that had watched wrestling that that's, I'm thinking we're going to need to find like a Hulk Hogan, you know, YouTube video that we're going to have to, you know, share on the page or something. Cause that was the British Bulldogs were the best. Oh, British Bulldogs. Okay. But all that's to say, this is a great opportunity when you are struggling with your children to, really work on that communication with your spouse mm-hmm. because a lot of times there are these tensions that are going on when, when one child is only connecting or responding to you and not to the other spouse and there are just tensions that go on. So use those as great opportunities to, to talk about what's going on in your marriage and in your family. And most importantly, remember that you are the parents. They are the children. Um, they do not get to rule the house. And that the united front that you present is foundational to what their marriages are going to be like and how they're going to raise your grandchildren. So keep the higher purpose in mind and, you know, know when, know when to pick your battles and know when to let your spouse, you know, tag in so that you don't make it a destructive situation with the kids. Yeah. And again, I'm going to mention total transformation. If, you are having behavioral issues that are impacting your family, that are impacting your marriage. I'm going to put a link in the show notes again for total transformation. I really do think that is a fantastic program for both you as parents to sit down together, learn how the, how you can Take your child and transform them by changing what you're saying to them so that they respond differently 
and so that you can have the peace that you are looking for in your marriage. So, all right, this week's show, I don't care. And man, it's, there comes a point maybe in your marriage, it could come early on, could come many years later where you just don't care, you know? But I remember a special day in our marriage and I just remember standing under this gazebo, my best man beside me, minister there, and I stood there and this was my wedding day and man, I was so excited. Do you remember that day, Elise? I do. I was late. You were late. And I remember just standing there, gosh, just looking out into this crowd of people going, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm 23 years old, but I love this woman. And Elisa brought up something there. She was late. And it was interesting because as I stood there, on this amazing October day here in Temecula, California, sweat was running down my back because Elisa wasn't showing up. My dad from the front row sort of stands up, you know, sort of out of his seat a little bit and goes, I don't think she's coming. Wow. Thank you, dad. The, the funny part about that is that Tony's parents had arranged for me to come in a horse-drawn carriage. So they knew where I was. Right. So just the irony of his dad going, well, this is the opportunity for me to just, you know, make my son sweat just a little bit more. Right. And so I stood there under that gazebo longer than I wanted to. And then as Elisa said, she comes in over this hilltop down the road in this beautiful horse-drawn carriage. And oh, as I saw her coming down, I was like, oh my gosh, how absolutely beautiful this woman is. She stepped out of the carriage. Her father took her arm and she walked down the aisle to where we were able to say our I do's, our vows, our first kiss. Some amazing times. It was an amazing moment. But then shortly after, I don't know how it all fell apart. It all just came tumbling down almost around me. And those butterfly feelings, that sensation I got when I would see her, when I would touch her, when I would kiss her, when I would lie next to her in bed, were gone. They were gone. And that's tough. It's tough because here's somebody that I loved so much that I poured so much energy into and yet I had nothing. I had nothing for a long time. Back then we didn't have social media. We didn't have what we have today. So sometimes I just stuck it out just because I didn't know anything else. And I, we've talked about not wanting to get divorced, going through that error, you know, that, that point in our marriage four years in just talking about divorce. Even so there is no feeling 
of love in there. And I really want to talk about that today because I think over the years I figured out where I was missing the boat and where you may be missing the boat too and what you can do so that you do care so that you do have those butterflies. So you do have that excitement when you look at your spouse, when you hold her or him, when you hug each other, when you, when you have sex, when you make love, when you, when you are just in the same room with each other, because if you're living in a marriage where you don't care, it's not fun. It's not fun. And it's not a place we want you to be. And you know, that's not all Tony. Um, some of you might be listening to this going, well, dude, what's your problem? And I'm here to tell you that it wasn't just him. You know, we both drifted. And I'm thankful that social media wasn't where it is today back then because I don't know how that would have um, impacted our marriage. Mm-hmm. I think had social media been the force that it is today, that we might not have made it that we might not have put forth the effort because there were all these other distractions mm-hmm. and opportunities that social media, that Facebook provides. And, and you guys have heard us talk about, you know, the potential perils of Facebook and, and the damage that that can do to relationships that are in trouble. And that's not where we're going today, but it's to say that I don't want any of you listening to put all the, the blame on Tony for where we were at that point in time because I wasn't exactly working on my marriage either. I knew that I wasn't going to get divorced because I didn't want to be a divorced woman. I didn't want that, that banner. So I was willing to live in a very bland, lackluster, lackluster roommate style existence. Mm -hmm. And we did for many years, for many years. And, and here's the thing. So where were we then that caused us to be at this point where we just didn't care? We were living in existence. We, Elisa alluded to this and said it very well. A roommate situation had those when I was in college, you know, you sort of talked to each other. You had some good times. You, you know, you did stuff, but in the end, it was just like, pay the rent, you know, stay out of my face for the most part. You know, we, we get along, but I, I got my own thing I'm doing. You're doing your own thing. And so here's the thing. Love, what I always believed it to be was the noun, was the, the feelings part. And that the feeling, that emotional butterfly, the 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 rise in temperature all that all that physical things that happened to me that is what i associated with love and so as those feelings and those different physical what i want to call reactions, them, reactions ended that is where my love for Elisa ended because I had nothing more. I was, I was looking around going, well, if I'm not getting those feelings from her, then we must not be in love with each other anymore. 
Hence, my delving into pornography in that time period. And if you want to learn about my addiction to pornography, my 18-year addiction to pornography and how I have overcome it for the last eight, nine years now, you can go to episode seven and listen to that. Because if you are battling pornography, you need to listen to that now. Stop this right now. Go listen to it. Come back to this one. But what I was getting there were those feelings, those physical reactions that allowed me to feel loved from somebody I had no clue who they even were, which is absolutely and unequivocally wrong. It is wrong. And so as I delved into that, I was getting even more askewed and more screwed up. And so I realize where some of you are and you're going, well, this person loves me, but you don't have no clue who they even are. They are causing a physical reaction, but you have a spouse at home who you used to have that with too. And so as Elisa and I jumped in to our 60 days of sex challenge, this is where it all started changing. And because it was at the first time in my marriage where Yes, we had sex for 40 out of 60 days. But here's the thing. Our love for each other, it was an action. It was a verb. It was something we did daily with each other that allowed us to grow together. And it was through that time, because prior to that, again, we were still sort of the I don't care. We could have gone either way in our marriage, but it was during those 60 days that I learned something massively that love is a verb. It is an action. It is something you do even when you don't feel the physical reactions. It is something you go after. And more importantly than ever, it wasn't the sex of the 60 days of sex challenge. That was the action. It was a communication It was that building of a foundation for our house to be built upon. And that is the communication part of it. Prior to that, our communication was nil. It was not what it is today. Nowhere near. But it was at that point that we really started to realize, and I did personally, that connecting with Elisa emotionally that my love was an action. My love, I was showing her and myself that it's worth it. I have to tell you, you know, sitting on the other side of this, uh, this table and listening to him tell about those, that period of time and, and thinking back to where we were. And, you know, when we started the 60 days of sex challenge, we really did think it was about the sex. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, that was, that was the premise. Like we're going to have sex for 60 days. And, you know, people ask me all the time. They're like, but, but what was it? You know, like really, I mean, sex for 60 days. I go, you know, we did it 40 out of 60 days. I said, but the gift was that I still remember driving on this road behind our house. And I remember the conversation that we were having. And I remember the thought that went through my head going, I don't remember the last time we talked like this. And it it started to become this thing where every day we were having conversations like this. And I'm thinking, what is going on here? 
because we haven't talked like this. And I realize now with the, with the gift of hindsight and, and with the fact that we've been sharing one extraordinary marriage for the last four years is that it all boiled down to the communication. The sex was definitely a part of it. The sex kind of got the balls rolling. But like I tell people all the time, I couldn't be mad at Tony for me having to be the one to take the garbage cans out or who was going to wash the dishes or he couldn't grumble about the fact that I was bathing the kids and could not wash the dishes at the same time. Because our ultimate goal was to connect with one another every day. Mm-hmm. And, and that connection to connect, that is a verb. It wasn't that I was going to get butterflies in my stomach the minute he walked in the door or, you know, when we were out on date night. I mean, I still get that. In fact, you know, ironically enough that we're talking about this this week, Tony and I did have a date night last weekend and he started doing something. Many of you already have husbands that do this, but recently Tony has started opening up the door for me again, the car door. Um, I, I think he probably did that when we first started dating, but there was like this huge stretch where he didn't. And so now he always opens my door and I love it. And, you know, we're driving down the freeway and he just puts his hand over mine. And I did have the butterflies. I did have that like, oh my gosh. And, you know, it's kind of like that first date, like he's holding my hand. And, and I realized that, you know, we're, we're 18 years into this relationship, almost 19 that we've been together. Oh my gosh. June. Wow. Yeah. 18 sounds so much younger than 19. Um, but because we work on our relationship, because it is a priority, because the effort is put daily into how do we relate to one another? If we've got a miscommunication, it's not festering anymore. You know, because we do all those things, I can still get the butterflies in my stomach when he reaches out for me or when he opens the door or when we're walking down a street and, you know, here we are in Carlsbad last weekend and we get to start to walk off a curb and these teenagers come flying around in a curb uh, in flying around the corner and he just, you know how you do it with, you know, whoever you're with, you just kind of push them back with your hand so they don't get run over by a car. And he just did that. And I was like, Oh, he's protecting me. You know, all of those things happened because now, because we put so much energy and effort into our marriage. Now I don't ever have to question whether or not he cares. Hmm. I know it because he demonstrates it to me on a daily basis. And here's where it started again. Started at that communication, right? And we've been telling you guys, we have a great resource, 77 questions to get the conversation started. If you haven't picked it up, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash newsletter. You're going to get those 77 questions. And what that allows you to do is start asking deep questions of each other, right? Because if you're at a point where you're going, I don't care right now. I don't care what he does. I don't care what he, he'll do. I don't care if she comes home, man, man, think about where you're at. Think about this. Think back to that time when you first met each other and you had those feelings. Do you believe that you still have those? Do you believe that there is a connection between the two of you that God has brought the two of you together for a reason. Because if you do, 
then you're cutting yourself short and you're cutting your marriage short if you don't give it the work it deserves. Right? Mm -hmm. And showing love to your spouse, both of you doing this, both of you need to get on board. And I'm serious about this. Some of you, your spouse is out out there. They're they're willing to, to go at it. And you're holding back. What's up? Why are you holding back? What's happening right now in you? Has trust been broken? I get it. Been there. Can it come back? Yes. Will it happen overnight? No. It will take time. And yes, we know what it means to be hurt in marriage. We know what it means to hurt one another. We've been there emotionally. We have been there. But I'm telling you, if you set aside your ego, your pride, open up, get those questions, start answering, start talking again, start building that foundation for your communication so you can build this house that will grow with that foundation. It has to be strong, you know? Because if it's thin, you may be already sensing those cracks. You know, it's not the foundation you see, but you see the door doesn't shut tightly. You see the cracks in the walls. That's a real good indication that something's up. And so for many of you that are struggling right now, and some of you, it it, it could be at different levels, honestly. An I don't care attitude could be at many different levels. It could be at the point where I was, where it was honestly, I just don't even, I don't care. There is nothing. There is no feelings here whatsoever to the, you know what? I'm, I'm just sort of a little fed up right now with the way things are going. It's more just, it, it, it's, it's there, but it's not all the way to the point where you're ready to walk out the door. Folks, what my, what my hope is for you is that you start looking at yourself and you start realizing that as you grow, as you mature in life, we change. And that sensation of love, the butterflies, the physical reactions, they change. Doesn't mean you love your spouse any less. They're still an amazing person. But it's you who needs to be out there putting in the effort, putting forth that time, those actions, so that you can feel those again. And one way I've been able to do that for myself here recently is each month I'm writing Elisa a love letter. And you know, last couple of months it's been a card, and I just I pick up a card, it's blank inside. And I just write from there. I lay it all out there. You know, that allows me to get in touch with my feelings for her. It allows me to take some time each month, 15 to 20 minutes max, that I just try to find that quiet time to just think about her and what she means to me. And the neat thing is, is that... um because these are such 
precious gifts to me. I actually hang them up in our closet so that I can read them <laughs> when I'm getting dressed in the morning. Um, the kids know they're up there. You know, it, it, it's become a very tangible expression of his love. And yeah, I was sharing with a listener gosh, earlier this week or possibly sometime last week, you know, she was asking how she could share her feelings with her husband. And I said, you know, the great thing about the love letter is that it doesn't cost you anything but your time. And in all honesty, your time is your most precious commodity. So when you take the time to share your feelings and, you know, when we did the episode, um, write me a letter, speak to my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things that we shared in that is that it's, it may feel awkward for you, but it's just like rekindling those feelings, rekindling that sensation of, I love this person. It feels awkward when you've gotten out of the habit, when you've allowed yourself to stop caring, you know, it's like, it's like an, an unused muscle. When you have to start using it again, it's going to hurt and it's going to feel awkward and it's going to feel, oh, maybe I don't want to do this. Can I take a day off? Well, no, really, you can't. Your marriage cannot afford for you to take any more days off. If, this, if you find yourself at the place where you don't care, you've used up all your vacation time. Mm. It's time to get back to work. You've been coasting. You've, you've been settling for less than the best out of yourself. You know, the person that we're talking to in this episode is you, not your spouse. Because one of the things that I've learned over the last 18 years with Tony is that I need to be the one to step up when I think things are not going the way they should. Just like Tony took ownership when he got to the point where he didn't care. And he's like, you know what? I need to be the one to just start being that servant lover. Same thing with me. If there's, if there's a time when I start to feel grumbly in my head and I'm like, this husband of mine, I have to take a step back and say, what do I need to do differently? What am I, what am I not doing here? Because if I'm starting to get all grumbly about him and there's really no cause for it, and I'm starting to allow these feelings of, well, my husband, and you know, I get all kind of sassy attitude about it. That's me. I need to start changing my actions so that I am more loving, so that I am serving my husband, so that I demonstrate to him what he means to me. For some of you, it may be a love letter. For some of you, it may be making sure the bed is made every day. Or if you've got little kids, you're putting on a clean t-shirt before he comes home from work. Or it may be maybe a text message that you're sending each and every day, just letting them know. And you may get some, you may get some kickback. Honestly, I'm I'm expecting you will because some your spouse may come back to you and go, okay, what did you do? That happened to a listener. Yeah. And what you're going to have to do is just go, you know what? I'm showing you love. I'm acting out my love for you. That's what I am doing. Because I'm at a place where I don't feel those butterflies anymore, but I love you. And I need to show you, not in words, but in action. I need to show that love to you in your own little way. And it's going to be different for you. It may be going back to what you did together when you first met. It might be 
that you get a single flower once a week for your spouse. It may mean that you do open the door for your spouse. Even when you are shuffling the kids around in the minivan to soccer game, baseball, and football, it may mean that you take that on. Each of you are going to have to figure that out. But I'm telling you, you need to switch your brain and go, you know what? This marriage I have, it is amazing. This person I'm married to is amazing. Even though I don't get those butterfly feelings anymore, even though I don't get that physical reaction anymore, they are an amazing person. And I need to take action to show them that love. Elisa said it 18 years into this, 16 years married, going on 17. It has taken time to get those feelings back. It has taken time to see her as this beautiful woman that I am so lucky to be with. And I look back over time and I go, I wasted some amazing years. I wasted some amazing years with that woman, not cherishing her. And I'm fortunate that she's still here. I'm very fortunate that she's still here because there's no guarantee folks in life. There's no guarantee. She could have walked out that door, never looked back. She could have gone into a car and been killed. Anything could have happened to her and I would have wasted. I would have wasted some amazing, amazing opportunities to know what love truly is. And so this week, don't, don't settle for less. Don't settle for I don't care. Because you know what? It isn't going to be worth it. Take the action. Take the lead. Do something outrageous. Do something bold. Do something that will allow you to come out of this and go, you know what? I see where it's going. I get that smile on my face when I see her again. I get that tingly feeling. It's all still there, folks. It's all still there. You know, I think one of the greatest lies that we've been fed is this whole, you fall out of love. And I think really what happens for most is that they stop working on it. They stop, um, they stop trying. You stop trying. You stop trying. It's not a they, you stop trying. And so don't, we, we get it. We have weeks, we have days. We do, but we sure do make it a point to connect each and every week, somehow, some way. It's up to you. It's up to you to bring the caring back into your marriage. So like Tony said, take the action this week. Figure out what you need to change. Stop looking at your spouse going, well, if they would just. No, start with you. Mm. Start with you 
and be that change. Because you're, you're fully capable. You have all the potential. You know, as you've been listening to this podcast, something has popped into your mind. I know it has. Something that you can do as soon as we say love you guys that's going to make a difference in your husband or wife's life today. So as we wrap this up, do whatever that thought was. Mm -hmm. Be that positive change in your husband or wife's life this week. It may just be the pick-me-up that they need. It may just be the thing that starts that fire blazing in your marriage again. It's that little bit of kindling that you need. Don't wait because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. You don't have the luxury of time. Many of you think you do. You think, oh, you know, we're fine. We're just, you don't have that luxury. Because as I told the audience in the very first group that we ever spoke in front of, there are no guarantees on this man's life. My laundry will always be there. My taxes will always be there. I will always have cleaning to do. I have no promises that he will be here tomorrow. And you don't either. So go out today. Do something extraordinary for your husband or wife. Yeah. And you know what? Let us know what you're doing. Share with us. You can put them in the comments below, or you can email us, info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com, or you can call us in. Let us know what you are doing so that you can get that loving feeling back. So that you share with us that action you're taking. You can call us at 858-876-5663. You guys, we love you. You are near and dear to us each and every day. We pray for you. We pray for this one family each and every night. We want you to have extraordinary marriages, folks. So do it. Go out there this week. Make it happen. Love you guys. See you next week.